Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith. Are you listening to the right podcast? Because you're supposed to be listening to Three Guys in a Flick. Are you listening to that right now? Then you're in the right place. Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Yeah, Jack Burton looks that big old storm right square in the eye and he says, Give Dude, me your best The other guy shot. quits and shouts, Matei. It's like saying, oh, Come on, Bennett. And one more thing. party. What you choose to call hell, he calls You're home. the disease. My kind of trouble. No, I'm the cure. Doesn't take vacations. Killian, never start anything back. inside the barn unless it's absolutely necessary. And three, be nice. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. It isn't tango, it's cash. Tango, cash, cash, tango. These two cops are driving me crazy. We have to do something about this. Welcome back. You are listening to a special edition of Three Guys in a Flick. This is where we review the good, the bad, and the absurd. Tonight's episode, we crown the winner of the Three Guys Search for the best classic 80s action flick out there. We also have some other awards to hand out, so this should be a lot of fun. We are finally back in my basement after a 10-week tour of different locations on these 80s action flicks, and I just got to say, it's good to be home. Yeah, you know what it reminds me a lot of? I feel like we're like Sam and Frodo sitting back in the Shire again at the end of Return of the King. And Did somebody say Lord of the Rings? Oh, no, 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 no. Nobody said shit, okay? Dude. Shut the fuck up. Sorry. God, that was close. That was close. Uh, so, yeah, coming to you from my basement, my name is Don. And to my right, we have our comic book guy. This is John. Heidi ho And to my left, we have the professor, Ken. Hello, everybody. So, yeah, tonight, uh, this is it. We're going to crown our winner. How do you guys feel about and this? And we never have to do an 80s movie again? Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We can, we can pump the brakes on a classic 80s action flicks because there are more out there. But I hear what you're saying. And, yeah, we could, we could move forward a little bit, I would think. What do you think, Professor? There's movies in the 80s to still be reviewed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And, you know, right around the corner is one of my favorite holidays of the year, you know. So Rosh Hashanah. Wow. Is that, is, do, do uh, I, do I give you that vibe? Like, like that would be week. my, that would be my favorite holiday. Halloween. That's what we, that's what we're talking about. Halloween. But before we do our Halloween episodes, we're going to have to take a break and do one special episode. Yeah. Uh, we, the three guys have a chance to go see clerks three with Kevin Smith. And there is going to be a, a question and answer afterwards. And uh, apparently somebody thought that we were VIP. So we get to go into the VIP section, get a couple pictures taken. I, for one, am super fucking excited. What about you guys? All I can say is don't embarrass me, Don. Shit. You excited for this? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Anytime you can sit and listen to Kevin Smith talk is time well spent. You know, such a great storyteller. You think he's listened to our podcast? Uh, who knows? But maybe after tonight, stranger things have happened. Yeah. Right? Right. But before we get into all of that, we have to crown our winner. Uh, but before we do that, we should take a stroll down memory lane. How did we get to where we got to? 
First, each one of us came up with a list of 20s, 80 action flicks. And from that list of 60, we came up with a master list of 10. In order to make this master list of 10, the movies had to meet certain criteria. And that criteria was a movie macho hero with quotable one-liners played by a recognizable star, an over-the-top villain, a montage sequence, over-the-top chase scenes, epic fight scenes, a villain speech or monologue, a final showdown, an oh-crap death for our bad guy, franchise potential, around a 90-minute runtime, a high body count, and a cool ride. Now, Don, what were the 10 movies that we picked? Well, John, I'm glad you asked. Uh, We reviewed Cobra, The Running Man, Lone Wolf McQuaid, Roadhouse, Bloodsport, Robocop, Big Trouble in Little China, Tango and Cash, Rambo, First Blood Part 2, and Commando. Now, some of our listeners may be thinking, now, wait a minute, there's some other great 80s action movies out there that you guys don't have on your list. So can you explain for our listeners why we didn't include movies like Die Hard or Predator or Aliens on our list? Because they didn't match any of the criteria that I just listed off. Well, I also think I liked your your reasoning earlier, which was they're just too good. You'd put them in a list of some of the greatest action movies of all time, not specifically 80s action movies. They would have probably blown away our entire list. Well, yeah. And there are movies that, um, like you were saying, are the greatest action movies of all time. Some of those movies, and I'll use Die Hard and Aliens as an example, are just some of the best movies ever mm-hmm. made. You know what I mean? So, uh, again, they didn't fall into this criteria. And this this list was for us to have a lot of fun with, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, being that we grew up in the 80s and we grew up with these films and we remember where we were when we watched them and how they made us feel back then and how they make us feel now. I mean, th- this list was a lot of fun, you know, so I'm glad we did this. All right, so I'm curious to know because, Don, you have stated that Big Trouble in Little China did not belong on this list. If this movie was not on this list, what would you possibly potentially have put in its place? Wow, that is a really, really good question. And the first thing that popped into my head after you asked it was Kickboxer with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And John, what about you? I think I might know because you mentioned it. You've sprinkled it a couple times. If you were to pull one of these movies out, what would you have wanted to see in there instead? I'm blanking at the moment. I can't think of one. What do you? Well, what would well, you have put for me? Well, they were they were bigger ones like Predator, for example. That that was one of my first ones. Yeah, but but it we didn't want it on this list, right? And I mean, had had we said Predator, I think we would have had a discussion on whether or not it belonged on this list because, in my opinion, Predator is a fucking solid film. And totally, it is, and it doesn't really meet. You know this some of this criteria, but that's a different conversation for a different time. What about? Well, I you? was originally thinking Predator or Aliens, but we went by our. They're just too good. What were what was the one that you were thinking that I would say? The Last Dragon. You're right. The Last Dragon. That that is an awesome one. That was one that I kind of fought for at the beginning. Yeah. Um. Great film. Absolutely. Not sure it really belongs on this list, but you mm-hmm. know we'd have to watch it again. Uh. I'm I'm a big fan. 
of mm-hmm. The Last Dragon. Uh, that's a lot of fun. All right. So after all of the talking is done, let's jump right into this uh, award ceremony, if you will. And we're going to start with this category. A Cool Ride. Which one of our 80s classic action flicks had the best ride? For me... I had to pick Cobra. He had the 1950 Mercury Monterey. Uh, I thought that was the coolest out of all the cars in our movies. Yeah, solid choice, solid choice, Professor. What you didn't you didn't like the Sunbeam Alpine driven by uh, Radon Chong and Commando? No, I'd have to go with Cobra as well. And I think I'm going to go ahead and make that unanimous. Uh, Cobra's 1950 Mercury Monterey wins in the Cool Ride category. Well, let's move on to our next category. Which of our three movies had the highest body count? Well, I I guess in an instance like this, uh, let's just say it came down to Big Trouble in Little China, Tango and Cash, and Commando. Actually, it's not Tango and Cash because I looked at three different websites to look at the body count for Tango and Cash, and it's low. Mm. So the third one is really supposed to be Rambo. Yeah, all out of bubblegum.com, moviebodycounts.com, and lots of deaths fandom, or lots of deaths.fandom.com. They all had uh, Tango and Cash at either 25 or 20 oh. body count. So I think it was just a typo that you did or something like that. No, I went to, uh, I think it's called the Body Wiki, bodycountwiki.com, and they are one of the people are pointed to as the experts, but I don't know. A lot of other people take the numbers from them. So that's what I went with for all of our list. And they had Commando as our number one. Yeah. Yeah, Commando. And so it, it'd either be Commando, Big Trouble, or Rambo. But yeah, Commando's the top one. Yeah, Commando not only came in as the highest body count, but also the highest body count done by our hero at 109 total with 102 of them by Arnold. Well, there you go. Commando wins highest body count. Next on the list is the franchise potential. Um, I think really only two of these films, maybe three, even apply to this category. But the clear runaway winner is Rambo. Has to be. Yeah, right. I, I have to agree. RoboCop had some successful, somewhat successful uh well, how sequels, about this? but there, there not were, as good as Rambo. There were two more Ram- RoboCop movies, yes. Yeah, but they yeah, they could not compete with how Rambo did. No, of course not. Of course no. not. And Rambo First Blood Part 2 was the sequel, yeah. which, is, which is funny. Roadhouse did have a sequel, but I don't know anybody who even saw it. And I think it was straight to video. Yeah, something like and that. And not that that matters these days, but back then I think it mattered. <laughs> so take that for what you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, next on the list is... The award for an oh crap death by our bad guy. Uh, so we are looking at the bad guys from all of our films, and there were some oh crap death moments, and they weren't necessarily by our main bad guy, but by a bad guy. And I think that, you know. In these movies, uh, you have a lot of, of contenders. Uh, but for me, 
I think I'm just going to go ahead and throw this out there. My oh crap death moment comes from, and it actually pains me to say this, but it comes from RoboCop. When Emil gets the toxic shit all over him, and then the car the car plows right through him. The windshield. Great practical effect. It looks really good. Not a big fan of the movie. But as an oh crap, or in other words, an oh shit death moment, that gets my vote. Mm-hmm. Hands down for me too. I was actually going to say RoboCop, but I was also going to say that not only the Emil scene, but even the Clarence scene where he got the spike to the throat, I kind of said, oh, crap, on that one, too. So, hands down, RoboCop wins. Coming up next, the final showdown. So, uh, naturally, in all of these movies, you have your good guy and your bad guy. And naturally, the good guy and the bad guy have to square off. And out of these 10 films, gentlemen, which one was your favorite showdown? For me, I'm going to have to give the award to Bloodsport. Frank Dukes versus Chong Lee at the end and making him say Mate without you know having to kill anybody, without having to do any ma- massive injuries. Just getting him to say Mate, which is something that he should never have had to, you know, say. Ward goes to him, in my opinion. Nice, nice, Professor. Uh, I'm going with Bennett and Commando. Bennett and Commando. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice final showdown. I myself am gonna go with Cobra and uh, Stallone's final showdown with the Night Slasher. I like the campiness. I like when he gets hung on a hook and <laughs> starts saying. You have the right to remain silent. (laughs) It's just fun. It's just fun. And the winner of the final showdown award goes to Bennett and Matrix from Commando. Classic square off, classic duel. A little bit unbelievable for me, but what do I know? Next up is the award for best villain speech or monologue. So it doesn't necessarily have to be at the end of the movie. Correct. Anywhere in the movie. Who did you think gave the best villain speech or monologue? This one's a tough one for me. I really enjoyed Killian in The Running Man. I enjoyed just about everything that came out of his mouth. But there's one person whose voice and whose monologue just sticks with me. So I'm actually going to have to give it to Jack Palance in Tango and Cash. You know, and for me, it came down to not so much Killian because, well, whatever. But I thought Brad Wesley delivered some great monologues because he was a villain that was unimposing. He wasn't a big stature, but he had a big presence. And then I thought Dick Jones naturally gave some good monologues because he was Bond villaining the whole time saying, ha now I'm the bad guy, right? But... I agree with you, John. I think that when I think of these monologues, the first thing that pops into my head is the quote that we did from Tango and Cash, right? The opening with Jack Palance and then just him throughout that movie and his cadence and the way he presents it. And it's just classic. Absolutely classic. So I'm going to agree with you and I'm going to go with Jack Palance on that. Well, there you go. Then that's the winner. Well, who was your pick? Dick Jones. Yeah. Solid pick Mm -hmm. for sure. Epic fight scenes. Epic fight scenes. Now, we have 10 classic 80s action films with plenty of fight scenes. 
uh, kind of hard to pick out your favorite. Uh, but if you had to, <laughs> because you do, what would be your favorite professor? Well, we're talking about scenes, which means it's it's a it could be a prolonged fight. It could be a couple of minutes on the screen, right? Absolutely. What it, whatever your favorite fight sequence is, a fight fight scene, fight sequence, same thing in my book. Well, then I'm going to go with Rambo in the rain with the blood. I mean, and when he's in the mud and such. Yeah, that's good. I like that. That's a solid choice. For me, I you know I'm going back and forth between Roadhouse and that scene with the throat rip, as well as Bloodsport had so many great epic fight scenes. I got to give it to Roadhouse. I got to give it to that throat rip scene. The throat rip scene from Roadhouse. Um, all all fantastic ones, but for me, I think my favorite fight scenes are the Kumite uh, sequences where we get each fighter and the winner and that, mm. that whole bit. I, I, I think that, I think that's uh, the most fun for me. Uh, so I had blood sport. You had Rambo, you had roadhouse roadhouse. And because we need to go to the tiebreaker, the winner of best fight scenes, Rambo first blood part two, which I am totally happy with. Yeah. I, I can agree on that. Absolutely. That was a great one. Great one. Over-the-top chase scenes. Over-the-top chase scenes. Where do you guys come in on this? Can we count Dynamo in his little Dynamo car? Is it a chase? Well, he's kind of chasing the people on foot. Well, it's a yes or no question. Is it a chase? Yeah. Okay, then it counts. For me, I think my favorite over-the-top chase scene is in Cobra when they're going to the safe house for the first time and they're in Cobra's 1950 Mercury Monterey and, you know, he just beats it to shit. <laughs> but it's over the top, it's fast, and uh, that that's my that's my choice. I think the, where I go to first is uh, in Cobra when... He is in the back of the truck, and the, and you got all the motorcycles coming at him. Yes, yes, solid. That's exactly where I was going to go, Professor, the back of the truck in Cobra. All right, so there you go. Cobra gets its first award. I was afraid Cobra was going to get shut out. Uh, best chase scene goes to back of the truck, Cobra. I love it. So good. Uh, montage sequence. Uh, I'm just going to throw this out there. You don't have to take it. I'm just going to throw it out there. I vote that we count the bit where Tango and Cash are getting framed and it's the court scene and, and all those quick cuts. I vote that we throw that into the montage pool. Take it for what you will. If that's not what you were going to pick, pick what you're going to pick and let's throw it out there. So favorite montage, anybody, anybody at all. Mine is Cobra. No, not Cobra, but Commando. Because when I look at a montage, we're talking about 80s action movies, I feel like the montage is sort of represented, but really the essence, the heart of a montage for an 80s action movie, it's the gearing up 
that happens. And the gearing up that happens, like for example, in Aliens, when Ripley is getting ready to go down and get Newt, yes. you 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 yes. are you are accumulating you know all of your provisions that you are using for what you're about ready to embark upon. When you have Rambo getting all of his equipment together, when he's gearing up to go into uh, before he gets into the helicopter at the beginning of the mission, and so that is uh, that goes back and forth with a little bit of we, we see a couple of the other characters, we we see the the computer room, but with Commando you have Schwarzenegger the the extreme close ups of each piece, and you listen as each thing gets put into its sheath or zipped up or clinked into place, and I think that that is an epic, uh, definitive montage that we expect out of an 80s action movie solid solid fucking choice and i gotta tell you professor some of my favorite moments in film throughout history are the getting up suited up ready scene well let me make it hard for you don because i think you're going to come down to the deciding vote on this possibly for me when i think of 80s montage scenes a lot of times i think about the training scenes so for me it's got to go to blood sport with the split legs and all the little training sequences that we have. And for him getting ready and growing up and all that, I, I got to go with blood sport. And, you know, that is also a solid choice and different style, right? Getting trained for physical combat, I guess, for a sporting event has a different vibe to getting ready and going to war. But in essence, it's the same thing. We're gearing up to go do something and training montages out of sports films are some of the greatest scenes in films as well. Uh, so yeah, it does come down to me. And for me, ever since I was little, the getting ready scene always first happened to me and is still what I think of is from Rambo first blood part two, when he's getting ready and he puts the knives in the thing and he puts his bow and he's loading the clip with the bullets. And it was just that moment was filled with such excitement, you know, nobody does a montage getting ready scene like Rambo. I mean, he's or even Stallone. look at Rocky and his training montages, right? So, so you're going with that one? I'm going with Rambo. So that would make our winner, by our tiebreaker rule, Rambo. All right. There you go. That's what, the second one for Rambo? Second uh, or third? Actually, I haven't even been... I thought you were keeping tally. I thought Professor was keeping track. Dude, this was your idea. Why are you not have keeping tally? You know. have one job. Yeah, precious moments. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> over the top villain or let's just say the best villain um we had multiple villains in some of these movies and i think that if you are the villain to our hero no matter what capacity i think you are eligible for this award and that's just me but you guys i mean you're gonna pick who you're gonna pick so I'm going to go out with uh, with the one that I really like the best. I have a feeling he's not going to end up winning this one, but I got to go with Damien from Running Man. I don't know why, but his sliminess, his just over-the-top game show, not giving a crap about anybody, uh, just to me was the perfect villain for these 80s action movies. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Sir? I am torn. I am seriously torn because I, I, I think that... Uh, the ruthlessness of Dick Jones and RoboCop is is very commanding, and and also uh, 
Brad Wesley in Roadhouse. You know, he he makes a really uh, slimy good bad guy. But I think over the over the both of those, I'm gonna go with Bennett because in Commando because he's just he's a little unhinged. He is a little bit on the psychopath side. You know, he, he's a little on the crazy side more so than those other two that are just ruthless and cutthroat. Yeah, solid, solid fucking choice. I am of two schools of thought. I'm with you, Professor. I am torn. Uh, I did like the Night Slasher because I felt uneasy when he was on screen. I really enjoy Bennett because he is a great foil to our John Matrix. Uh, The Russians and the Vietnamese in in Rambo, well, they they were kind of cookie cutter, so I wouldn't say they were, you know strong by any means but what stands out to me is definitely brad wesley and dick jones because they are as i said earlier unassuming and they're not physically going to beat you in a hand-to-hand combat however they are going to fuck with you mentally and in dick jones's case you know um he could make anything happen because he was the boss and and uh, that power sometimes is even more scary than the guy wielding the knife so ultimately i am going to give my award to brad wesley from roadhouse so that makes bennett our winner that does the the best villain of these films according to the three guys is bennett All right, here it is. The award for best movie macho hero with quotable one-liners played by a recognizable star. For me, I'm going to just give my award to who I felt had the most one-liners that were recognizable and was really, in at least in his mind, the most movie macho. I got to go with Jack Burton. Jack Burton from the comic book guy. Well, I've got four people on my list. I've got Dalton, Dukes, Rambo, and Matrix. Those are, and I got to say, I'm swirling around when, when I think about those guys because they all represent uh, a, a strong asset aspect in their character. But uh, I, you know, it, it's got to come down to either Rambo or, or Matrix for me. I think ultimately, Dukes is in there. He's he's he's, but. It's got to be one of those two. And in the end, boy, I don't know. It's a toss-up. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you this real quick. Are you leaning more toward the Mui Macho side over the one-liner side? Well, I feel... Because that's kind of where I'm going, right? I mean, the one-liners are important, obviously, because they're part of the category. But when I'm thinking of Mui Macho, I'm thinking of the presence and the just our action hero. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because, but also, those one-liners are what is regurgitated by other people when we talk about that movie later. And so I, I feel like that that is every bit as much of an essence of that character is if he is if he is represented by people quoting those lines from those movies. And so when that happens, I, I feel like that that represents, you know, their screen presence as well. But I don't know. I'm really torn. I... Mm. Let's hear what you have to say, Don. Uh, my award is going to John J. Rambo. Uh, when I think of 80s action star, it's Stallone. And the hair? Pfft, get out of here. His skill with the bow and the just the whole Rambo persona, you know, 
I love it. And his one-liners, far and few in between, but he delivers them so well. You know, what happened to you, Rambo? I got hung up. <laughs> so even if the professor says Bennett, Rambo's going to win the tiebreaker. Rambo wins because of that. Yeah, but I still want to know what he's going to pick. Well, I, I guess in the end, based on me talking about, you know, one-liners as well, I'm probably going to go with Matrix, John John Matrix, just because I feel like that that is a part of 80s action movies. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, uh, interchangeable. I think the, the, this award could flop easily between Matrix and Rambo. It's the age-old question of Stallone or Schwarzenegger. There I mean, it's, it's a tough call. There you go. And, and Schwarzenegger certainly had his amount of one-liners in uh, Commando. And speaking of which, our next category, who had the best one-liner? And to clarify... This one-liner was said by the main hero or heroes. So we won't see any secondary characters. We won't see any villains, uh, anything like that. These one-liners come from uh, our heroes. Can I, can I make a suggestion on this category? Uh, sure. When you pick your one-liner, mm-hmm. I think you need to do your best impression of that character. Reading that one-liner. Uh, that's that's not a bad idea. Well, I am going to say this, and we can argue about it if you want. I'm going to throw down uh, my vote as the entire Tango and Cash movie. <laughs> Every work. Everything because they said was a fucking one-liner. Everything was. And it was fun. It was fun. But can you pick one of their one-liners? Rambo. Rambo is a pussy. For me... I, I don't know. I'm just a big fan of Big Trouble in Little China. I know you felt like it maybe shouldn't have been on this list. It shouldn't. But I got to go with just about every line that came out of Jack Burton's mouth, especially the ones where he goes, just remember what old Jack Burton does when the earthquakes and the poison arrows fall from the sky and the pillars of heaven shake. Ja- yeah, Jack Burton just looks the big old storm right square in the eyes and says, give it your best shot, pal. I can take it. There's too many. <laughs> I know. All wasn't right. a great Jack Burton. All right. So, Tango and Cash, Big Trouble. We'll just do it by movie now. I always have a couple of lines that I say in Commando. I always have both of those lines that I say in RoboCop. I always talk at school about being nice. So, I, Roadhouse, right? And it's my way or the highway, right? I, several of these movies, I say them a lot. Which one's your favorite? All of them? What it comes down to is it, it, it's all about delivering the right quote at the right time in the right moment that we're in, which you and I do all the time with stuff. Right. But which is your favorite? I don't have a, a favorite. He's so noncommittal. <laughs> all right, fucker. Then it's going to come down between Big Trouble and Tango and Cash. Well, let's put it this way. If you had to betw- pick, Professor, between the two movies, let's just say only two on the list are Tango and Cash and Big Trouble in Little China, which one would you lean to more has recognizable one-liners? I guess Tango and Cash, just because there's a million of them. Okay, then I think we should give the award to Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash, top one-liners. All right, so with all of those awards now in the books, now comes the time for... What, 
wait a second. You're missing one award before you get to the final award. Which award am I missing? You're missing the one that got the closest to the 90-minute runtime. Okay, first of all, it was around a 90-minute runtime. The, the 90 minutes wasn't, it didn't have to be exact. But there was one that hit exactly. Oh, for fuck's sakes, which one was it? It was Commando coming in at 90 minutes. Now, I will admit, I do love me a 90-minute movie. For as long as I've known you. But but when it comes down to it, if I'm having a good time and it's an action flick, uh, hour 40 isn't bad, hour 45 is okay, hour 50 now that's fucking pushing it. You did give a lot of praise to Cobra for coming in at 89 minutes. See, look at that. 89 minutes. That's even better. <laughs> but the award goes to Commando. Uh, all right, this is it. We are going to crown our number one 80s action flick. Based off of our ratings. Based off of our ratings and how many fucks we gave about these films. Uh, we'll go ahead and start in last place. At number 10, we have Lone Wolf McQuaid with 2.4 fucks. Uh, in ninth place, we have Cobra with 2.6 fucks. Eighth place, The Running Man with 3 fucks. In seventh place, Bloodsport with 3.2 fucks. In sixth place, Roadhouse with 3.25 fucks. In fifth place, Robocop. With 3.25 fucks. In fourth place, Tango and Cash with 3.4 fucks. And in third place, Big Trouble in Little China with 3.5 fucks. But this movie doesn't belong on the list. And in second place, the first runner-up to the best classic 80s action flick feel, out there. I feel like we need a, a drum roll or something. Is that better? I'm feeling a little bit better. Okay. And our first runner-up for the greatest classic 80s action flick is Commando with 3.6 fucks, which means the number one best 80s classic action flick is Rambo First Blood Part 2. You know, I think I would agree with everything on that list. That is the order of movies that I would probably, if I had to pick one to watch, I'd go with Rambo first. Oh, yeah? There you yeah. go. I'd totally go to Commando first. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, equally as strong, you know. Um, I, I said it earlier, Rambo, Commando could be interchangeable in so many different categories. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the time... That was the best thing about movies, and still is the best thing about movies. You don't have to choose. You can watch both, and you can love both. And that's why I fucking love movies. So um, I had a lot of fun with these 10 movies. I'm actually glad to be out of the 80s cycle and looking forward to moving on to some other fun events well the best thing is is our next set of movies that we're going to do like this is the greatest musicals ever performed as a movie you know it is so funny that you say that because uh, i just recently flew home from chicago and you know what i watched greece across the universe across the universe good yeah. one yeah so why because that's probably my favorite musical mm. not the greatest showman greatest showman is fantastic good flick um but there's something about Across the Universe that just, I don't know, gets me every time mm -hmm. I watch it. Not Moulin Rouge? 
I'm going to kick you in the fucking balls. We got to talk about the cage fight. Oh, you're absolutely right, Professor. We need to talk about this we, cage fight. We now have all our entrants. All right, so we now have 11 participants, because Tango and Cash are two, and uh, this cage fight has now turned into Thunderdome. 11 men enter, one man leaves. Thunderdome, the rules are, there are no rules. And you have been asking this question for 10 weeks, John. Go ahead and ask me now. Do they, get, do they get to use weapons? Now they get to use the weapons. Uh, so. Are they all like bungee corded up at the top of the that is a That is a great question. We are going to say that two men start and then every five minutes another participant gets thrown in. So war game style from the old WCW days. Okay, because, yes. because this is going to change things up a lot. I agree. Because potentially you only have two people in the ring at a time. Yeah. So what happens once RoboCop enters the ring? Great question. Well, can two of them stall for like, what, two minutes until the next one? Hey, this is, this is all hypothetical. We can have it do whatever you want. And uh, you bring up a great uh, point, Professor. So the first participant in Thunderdome is RoboCop. And he is going to take on Frank Dukes. For this thing, you know, I honestly think... Frank Dukes would just bounce around the ring around him for a couple of minutes, probably not doing much unless he could knock him over. There is no way RoboCop is going to ricochet up to the top of the cage to get his weapon. Agreed. He's just too heavy. Yeah, agreed. So he's just walking around swinging at people probably with his big data spike. But here's what here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Frank Dukes gets a staff or something and gets his shots in here and there, but plays mostly defense. But at some point before the buzzer and the next participant comes in, RoboCop manages him to get him off the bungees, and now he's stuck on the ground. Mm. Who's the next one that enters, uh, Professor? Cobretti. Cobretti enters. All right. All right. So immediately, I think Cobretti and Frank team up mm -hmm. naturally, right? Yeah. So they are, are messing with uh, RoboCop, trying to get him down. You know, time expires. Probably the classic one stands behind or gets down on their knees behind and knocks them over like a turtle. I like that. That sounds like a great strategy. Uh, who is the fourth participant, comic book guy? I'm going to say Lone Wolf McQuaid. All right. So J.J. McQuaid enters. And let's say that they have managed to put RoboCop on his back for a minute. So he's, he's just kinda, flailing yeah, around. Yeah, he's kind of out of commission. You now have Cobra versus Dukes versus J.J. Yep. McQuaid. I'm going to say that Cobra is kind of going to go off and do, and do his own thing and watch while Lone Wolf and Frank Dukes are going to go all martial arts on each other. Ah, interesting. Any uh, predictions there, Professor? I think that um, Cobra goes down. I, I, I agree with you, Professor. I think, this, I think we get our first, our first casualty, and I think somehow uh, Cobra and Frank Dukes are going at it, and J.J. comes along and does a roundhouse, and he kicks Cobra really hard, and he flies onto a spike that's hanging out yeah. of the Thunderdome. I'm thinking he does his roundhouse to kick them both. Duke dodges. Cobra can't dodge fast enough. There you go. And so, gets hit to that spike. All right. And so with Cobra down and out, the next participant to join the Battle Royale 
one Gabriel Cash, and one Ray Tango. Yes, they get to come in as a team. And they're going to work together Ooh. at yes, least they are. for now. Yes, absolutely. So how do you, so who do we have? We have Tango Cash, RoboCop, Frank Dukes, and JJ in the ring. What's going down now? Well, we still got RoboCop flailing around on his back. He still hasn't been able to get up again. Uh, I'm thinking that at this point, you know, maybe do you think Lone Wolf and Frank Dukes might team up to work together and go after Tango and Cash? You tell me. I don't know. What do you think, Professor? I think that they're that they are not working against each other, but they're not necessarily working together either. Sure, sure. And I think it's at this point that the four of them kind of say, "Oh shit, we do have to address this big elephant in the room. Let's go take care of the RoboCop." And whilst doing so, I think uh, Cash accidentally gets taken out. Yeah, it's quite possible because you know I think about it. I kind of thought maybe Lone Wolf and Frank would team up, but. It's in his name. He's a lone wolf. He doesn't team up with anybody. Right, right. So you're absolutely right. So he's going to continue and fight, but you're right. So we're going to take RoboCop out this round? No, I think uh, Cash comes out of this round. Ca- I think Cash he, he fucks up and gets the data spike accidentally. Oh. You know, And Tango is just a wreck, yeah. right? So he's about to go all berserk. But before he can do that, Dalton walks in. Mm. Now where are you at? Now we're going to start cleaning the room. I think he's going to take, take out the you know Tango real quick. I could see that, Professor. I'm wondering, by now, there's enough people in the arena. Somebody should be getting to the top of the arena and grabbing a weapon. I agree. Who do you think it is? Dukes, maybe. Dukes? He's limber. What's he grab? He grabs a staff with uh, spikes on each side, like blades or something. For some reason, I thought of him grabbing like a really big mallet, like oh, uh-huh. <laughs> like Harley Quinn, or uh, even what Mad Max grabs. I'm thinking some kind of ceremonial, or no, samurai sword. Samurai sword. Oh, he's gonna make uh, quick work of these people. I was thinking maybe like, like, like uh, a staff that has a big long blade on the end of it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I like that too. I like so that something too. sharp. He's grabbing something sharp. All right. Does anybody go down in this round, or are we still battling? Because if Dukes gets up there, you know JJ gets up there. You know uh, Tango makes his way up there, and then who else just came in? Um, Dalton. You know Dalton makes his way I up just there. So like- let's assume that they all have weapons. Uh, including the RoboCop. I got to go with the three best fighters. So I got to say Tango's probably going to be the one next next. You think so? Because I think he's a good brawler. But when it comes to martial arts... And he doesn't have the versatility. And if he doesn't have a handgun on him, if he hasn't gotten up there and gotten a handgun, I think the other three are going to take him out. All right. Well, whilst this is happening, John Matrix enters the fucking ring. Now where are we at? Well, here's the other thing, too, is that while this was all going on, they didn't know Matrix entered the ring because he came in all camouflaged and kind of hit up against the cage side while they were all going around trying to kill each other. And he's probably sneaking up behind him, kind of Rambo style, and taking them out. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're getting your characters mixed up. Uh, John you think Matrix, it's more Rambo? Matrix doesn't do anything silently or stealthy. He Not walked true. right in and said, I'm here, fuckers, with a cigar in his mouth and a tree trunk on his shoulder. Yep, and just starts swinging that tree trunk at them. Absolutely. Wait, he gets to come in with a tree trunk? Sure, he's fucking John Matrix. (laughs) This is crazy. I know, all hell is uh, literally breaking loose, and Tango is a casualty. He's gone. I think maybe even at this point, uh, JJ might even be a casualty. If not, maybe his legs are broken. You know, you got Dalton working with Dukes. You have... uh, 
Matrix swinging this fucking log around like it was his prick. And you, uh, RoboCop's still, you know, being RoboCop. I kind of think at this point, Dalton's going to try to go after uh, Matrix. And he's going to get hit by that log. Oh, I, I can and see I that happening. I think that's going to do some damage. Even though pain is just, you know, pain. It's nothing. I think he's going to be kind of broken inside, licking his wounds. Right. And as all of this is happening, good old Jack Burton enters the ring and here is my here is my prediction for jack burton he walks through the door something happens two seconds later he's, he's decapitated he's taken and out he's immediately out. well here's my thing he walks in and starts monologuing he starts giving like you know that old jack burton said and halfway through or even a, two seconds into it you're right he gets decapitated he's out yep And uh, rounding us out, of course, is John J. Rambo. He gets to come in last? Of course he does. Fuck. He he won the big prize, so he gets to come in last. Yeah, he gets to come in last. He's all refreshed. Who does Rambo take out first? So is this where he comes in all stealthy and they don't even know he's come in? Oh, I like that. That's good. He's kind of covered himself in the mud and the dirt. So he finishes off J.J., yeah, okay, we'll oh, say yeah. that. And in the meantime, Matrix finally gets a hold of Dukes in his arms. Uh, you know, blocking the kicks and actually gets them. And uh, Matrix breaks him in half because he would. Uh, so Dalton's kind of tripping and he tries to go up against. Well, Dalton's uh, still kind of broken, but he's going to try. Oh, no, that's right because he got hit by the tree. But, but I think uh, Robocop Rambo... steps on his face. It's over. Well, Robocop's still on the ground. I think he's been destroyed at this point. No, no, Robo. No, no, no. Robocop, don't fucking You count think he Robocop. got back up? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's definitely back up. Half of his skeleton's missing and his mask and everything's, but he's still functioning. Okay. Because he is a fucking cyborg. So right? he's, he stepped on Dalton? He or? stepped on his face and crushed him. Uh, so right now, if my math is right, and I like to think that it is, we have Rambo, Matrix, and Robocop as our final three. And from here, I got to tell you, I think Rambo and Matrix duke it out. And I was going to say they team up and take care of Robocop first, and then they duke it out. I was sort of hoping that one of the two goes down and then <laughs> Robocop grabs like the, the big long blade and decapitates the last remaining person. And the, there he is laying on his back and he's the winner. All there, right. So, there, the, so the professor declares Robocop the winner. Final three. But you missed one person. Who? Who's running around the cage? Running man. You didn't add, add in the running man. Oh, I didn't? No. Well, he's dead. I think he yeah, I think he's running around and he just finally tired. Uh, he, he he came in he came in early. He came in last. How about that? He <laughs> he comes in last. What's his fucking name? Ben Richards. Ben Richards just comes in last in. and he gets uh he trips and falls onto uh Better yet, he as he runs in Rambo is already springboarded up to the top to get his bow and arrow and just puts an arrow right through him. Oh, there you go. He's out. Uh, so the professor had RoboCop winning. Uh, Rambo, Commando, and RoboCop are your final three. Who wins? I'm going to have Rambo win. You're going to have Rambo win? What happens? Uh, Rambo, now that he's got his bow, he fires one bow into Richards, or one arrow into Richards. RoboCop gets the explosive arrow right in the mouth blows his whole head off the off the robotic body and then it comes down to matrix and rambo and they get down just good old-fashioned knife fight and i just think rambo's gonna take him with the knife so you think rambo wins that one i think rambo does it with the the bow knife the rambo knife yeah yeah uh i can't believe i'm gonna say this but i think i have to agree with you professor 
I think RoboCop bides his time. He was the first one in. And he becomes the winner because what did you say? Uh, it's out of attrition that that um, is he has the good oper- he has the good fortune of having a blade right close to him that he's able to take out the remaining the sole remaining opponent, you know, because he's just barely there and then thwap. Right. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, we're gonna declare that RoboCop is our winner of the war games. Mm-hmm. So well done. Well done. <laughs> well done. Now that's a movie I want to see. All right. So that is going to wrap it up for our special episode of Three Guys in a Flick. Uh, I just want to thank Zach, Ronnie, and Jill for always listening. Keep on listening. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, Jill. I also want to thank everybody who stuck with us through all 10 of our you know, 80s classic action movies, yeah. as well as this episode. So thank you for listening. Yeah. And I want to thank any new listeners that we might have. We really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for giving us a shot and spread the word. Uh, hey, John, where can they find us? Well, they can always find us at threeguysinaflick.com, where we post our episode information, our show notes, movie trivia, and anything else that we feel like. It's also a great place to go ahead and post comments. If you disagree with our 10 picks or our overall winners or our big cage fight or any of it, go ahead and give us some comments and let us know what you think. And who do you think should have won Thunderdome? All right. Uh, Be sure to check out the website to find out what film we are reviewing next. As we said earlier, it is becoming Halloween. So, you know, check that out. And be sure to listen to our episode uh, when we review Clerks 3. So, for Three Guys in a Flick, I'm Don. I'm John. And I'm Ken. Thanks for listening. So now, if we let Leroy Jenkins come, not I'm sorry, if we let uh, Bruce Leroy come into Thunderdome, where would he have finished? Last. If he had the glow, though. Oh, you didn't say with the glow. If he comes in with the glow, uh, maybe top two. Top. Two. But he's got to keep the glow the entire time, yeah. and that's that's a sustained amount of glowness. That is tough, right? No idea what we're talking about, do you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. What do you guys think? Should we go see some Kevin Smith? Yes, sir. All right. Fuck off. Good night.